Hello, this is PJ Ewing. You're listening to Lester the Nightfly. I'm delighted that you're here. We have a very special guest, Tony Glaussi. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, PJ. Thank you so much for having me. So happy you're here. I have obsessed, Tony, over your music and the music that you've given us on our playlist for this show. And I really mean that. You have sent me into evenings with artists. I'm not kidding you. Um, wow. And we'll go through that with our playlist. But you've, you've, I didn't know the only name, Tony, on your playlist that I knew was Sufjan Stevens. And he's sort of a, you know, uh, notable indie rock, you know, guy. But beyond that, uh, the music I just did not know. And it's, it's such a gift to me. And I think to everybody listening, the music that you've brought to us, it's, it's going to be fresh to a lot of people's ears, I think. That's really good to hear. These are some of my absolute favorite songs and artists. And to be frank, it was very hard to pick. Uh, you know, what did I pick? Seven or eight from these these favorites of mine. But I, you know, I could have given you a list of maybe a hundred songs that were influential to me in the in the past three years as I've been writing and producing this music. But I'm I'm just happy that the music resonated with you because these songs are very special to me. So. Yeah, well, you, you will go through them, and I'm excited to share with everybody. We're going to go blow by blow. And what we have is a lot of Tony's music also. And just a little setup, because when we first came in contact with each other through a friend, it was an email exchange. We haven't really spoken until just now. I was thinking jazz trumpet, jazz trumpet. So I have been listening to your jazz trumpet for a couple months now. And then you share this playlist and there's the trumpeting, sure. But you've really gone, and, and particularly in the last year or two, you've gone off in a whole new direction beyond jazz into jazzy and then pop and all kinds of uh, maybe fusion subgenres that really I was surprised to see because I don't think, Tony, you included any sort of traditional jazz on your list, did you? I didn't. I listened to, I mean, the last 24 hours, all I've been listening to is Roy Eldridge. That's one of the greats of, of you know, the trumpet and of improvisation. Tons of jazz. I listen to huh. a lot of modern jazz. All the new releases on Blue Note. It's the it's the deepest for me. I mean, it's such a deep connection that I have with the music and classical music as well. Especially in the fall. For some reason, the fall and, and early winter, I always listen to classical music. But 
aside from jazz and classical music, to be honest, the majority of what I listen to, let's say throughout the year, is probably like like this list, something more in the R and B or even you know Latin categories. Yeah. So. And, you know, I don't understand that. Tell me about the Latin connection, because you're singing in some of your work in Spanish. A lot of the music that we're going to hear tonight is in Spanish. I don't understand that. Where, where in your background does that fit? Well, I'm an Italian-American, really just a European mutt. Um, neither of my parents are of Spanish or, or like Central American, South American descent. But I grew up in a, in a family just full of art, music, of course, and language probably second um, my parents both speak french my dad spent years in france and my parents love language and love world culture and so they would introduce us to various composers and and then movies and books and things from from other countries and other languages and cultures and while we didn't grow up speaking spanish i of course, growing up in, in this country, hearing Spanish all the time, as a little kid, I looked at language as this code. I, I have a very patternistic brain. I always loved like Sudoku puzzles. And I think that's why I gravitated towards the piano so much as I, I just loved all the keys and, and figuring out. I, I learned by ear, I, just scales and chords and songs that I already knew. And so I would hear language and <laughs> it was frustrating that I couldn't understand it. So Spanish, of course, being the, the language I heard most outside of English, um, just around, right? I just had to figure it out, is, is how I'll put it. So when I was in middle school, I started to learn. And I started by reading books and listening to music a lot. I mean, I grew up listening to a wide array of music, but I, I really got more into Latin music in middle school and high school. And by the time I got to high school, I was, I think when I was 15, I was already like being the teacher assistant for the AP Spanish class. So I just, I really got a hold of it quick not to say i was you know a master of the language i mean i was still figuring out how to speak english properly but well, what happened is is it became just a deep part of my life you know I would, like i said i would read in spanish watch movies um listen to music and i would always hang out with the foreign exchange students when they would come to our school they became quick friends of mine because i was one of the you know, a few people, especially a few like white kids that could speak Spanish. And so it, it was somewhere between a hobby and, and then later a passion. It became a passion as I started to uh, tour in other countries. I would get to places like Mexico or Spain and be so extra enthralled by the culture because I already uh, understood and, and spoke the language. And then what happened, <laughs> just to continue the story, is that I fell in love with a, a girl in Spain. Um, several years ago and we're, we're not together at this point anymore but I, I also spent about nine months um, dating a friend of mine who actually is on some of my records uh, and she was from Mexico so yeah Spanish plays a big role in my life. It's, it's, I kind of knew this yeah I kind of knew I, I just yes. had a feeling watching your videos looking at your last name reading a little bit about you it was the Pacific Northwest right that's where you grew mm -hmm. up yeah. yeah I grew up in the Portland area but I am from a fa Italian family as well. My last name Ewing would never belie that. But uh, my great grandfather uh, Agostino Busoletti came from Italy, a little town called Terni outside of Rome, and he never returned to Italy. And he had a bunch of children. One of them was my grandmother, and my grandmother married an Irish uh, guy with the the last name Ewing and Italian-Irish being an old kind of fa famous combination. 
and then my uh, grandmother and grandfather had my dad and his three brothers. And but Italian's been a really big deal for us all throughout our lives, in, including a, a close connection with our family in Italy to this day. But you didn't go for Italian. It was the environment around you that drove you to to Spanish. It's so it's so interesting. That's right. And people often ask when I give details about my upbringing, they say, well, why didn't you speak French? Why didn't you learn French? Or why didn't your parents raise you speaking French? I always say it to my parents, like, they should have raised us speaking French because they both speak. But uh, yeah, it was just my, my surroundings. Like I said, it, it was something, that was like a code I had to crack, you know? <laughs> it was. I love it. Yeah, it was, I, it's hard to explain, but it's just like the music, you know, I learned, you learn by, you, you learn by being surrounded by it. And you don't even know exactly what you're learning when you're learning and you're young. And we didn't have video games, you know, we didn't, we didn't do a lot of that kind of stuff. It was a lot of piano, a lot of playing outside. I have five siblings. So we we're always making up games together and just playing a lot. It's a very creative environment. So that stuff. I was going to ask lot. you about that. Where are you in the family tree? How uh, your, your siblings are older, younger? I have an older sister. I'm the second. And then I have uh, two more sisters and then a brother and then one more sister. So have any pursued music like you? My brother is studying saxophone right now. He's 21. My sister above him got a degree in violin. The one above her um, also had this uh, sort of fascination with Spanish. Spent uh, a year and a half in Uruguay, South America, and is uh, currently in Spain uh, working in you know language. I, th I think she'll, she might get a master's and, and just uh, teach Spanish. So she also has the language thing. My older sister went after film. She was a film buff when she was young and she has been a producer and now works for a CAA, Creative Arts Agency, or whatever. Is that what it's called? Wow. Yeah, in L.A. Wow. Then uh, the baby, she's 17. Oh, she'll, she'll pick something. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lots of music. Everybody played piano and we sang, and, and everybody had an instrument aside from that. Uh, so there's a lot of similarity, Tony. My, uh, I'm the oldest. The next in line, Juliet, was on Broadway for a little while. A very, very musical her children are very musical. Her son, uh, Dashiell, plays the trumpet and is at Lincoln Center every weekend. Jazz at Lincoln Center stuff all day long. Uh, he's a high schooler, but he's a, a trumpet player and a piano. And then um, my sister, the youngest of the three of us, Heidi, is the filmmaker. So it's it's there's a lot of commonality here. It's really funny. That is very similar. That's interesting. Yeah. This is the first of two shows with Tony. This will be um, a playlist of his music and also music that he's chosen. We'll call them uh, reference points or inspirations. But we're going to start out with one song from you, Tony. This is uh, something from last year, a prolific year in your life. It's got to be with all this music that you created. It's called Backseat Bump. The album is Everything at Once. It was last year, 2021. Let's listen to some Tony Glousey here on Lester, the Nightfly. Thank <laughs> you. 
Tony, that's your music from last year. I kept adding up records that you did last year. You did a ton of work, right, in 2021? I did. I put out two albums and an EP. So that would be 20-something songs. But I will say most of that music was recorded in 2019, 2020. So 2021 was actually a slower year as far as you know, creation on my side. It was more of an output year. You know what I mean? Sure. A lot of music. Yes. A lot of music. And for this first song on our playlist, you did an amazing music video. Uh, Who are these fabulous people in your music video and how much fun was that? It looked like a a great time. (laughs) I really love to make music videos. The girl in the video is a, is a sort of girlfriend of mine. She was dancing in this show that I was in an off Broadway show called uh, Speakeasy. (laughs) The video was made by a friend of the, fashion designers so i have a friend with a clothing company called Villain, and she had asked me to write a sort of theme song for their company or for like a clothing for like a video like an almost an ad campaign and i said well happy to because i've done that before and i said before why don't you listen to this instrumental that i have that i just feel like fits the vibe of your stuff and she loved it. And so she said, let's just go in on this video together. So that's the story on that video. <laughs> really fun to watch. And you, at one point you're on the roof playing the trumpet of, of yes. some building. <laughs> yes. That's a crazy video. Really cool. Really cool. I will put that on the show page for this episode. So everyone can take a look at it. It'll be a, it's a YouTube video, but I'll, I'll make it easy. So you can go to Lester, the nightfly.com 
look up Tony Glaussi and you will see that this in some other videos that have been that he's done. Um, anything to say about this particular track, though, uh, the, the music in the song itself? Well, it's really in the title. It's just a song put on like you can imagine you and your friends in the back seat, and windows are rolled down and it's late at night and you're just cranking some music and just you're partying in the back. I mean, that's really what it's about. Just bumping, just hanging out in the back of the car that's that's how i imagined it and that's what i wrote it about you can hear at the beginning of the track there's an audio file like as if it were a conversation with a cab driver in um la ciudad de mexico in mexico city and and that's kind of where i base the the location on the story course in the video we shot it in new york and i wrote it thinking i was going to write a whole album where I sort of map out the way like a wild night goes sometimes, especially if it has sort of a romantic tip, like, you know, meeting somebody for a day, getting in a cab. Like I just wanted to, to write like a movie almost, but a soundtrack to one. And so I wrote that track and the one following while I was in Mexico, actually producing a record for Nana who's on that third track, I was down there in Mexico making her record and just had extra time to write. So I was writing and I wrote those two songs and I liked the producers that we were working with so much that I said, can I just cut these two songs right here in the studio with you guys before I leave Mexico, just cause I, I'm hearing it. Like I know where I want to push these productions. And then I ended up putting them on this record because this record, everything at once was just like the, the song itself. It had no, concrete story there i had i hadn't come at the album trying to do anything in particular it was just chapters of life and sounds from all over i was recorded in many different studios and so when i didn't end up finishing the record i was mentioning you know having in my mind i i thought that they fit perfectly for this everything at once concept because of course they're just two more chapters from an otherwise crazy album crazy life i really love how you included the the street talking the back and forth it set the tone beautifully. There's a, a DJ that I really like has been around for a while. It kind of does a deep house, uh, sort of a thinking man's house. His name is Mark Farina. And he started one of his mushroom jazz records very similarly to what you did.
Mushroom Jazz? Mushroom Jazz, uh, Mark Farina. He did about seven, maybe eight of them. They're downbeat. It's not really house. It's not really deep house. It doesn't thump like that. Extremely creative, all mind blowing, but he does atmospheric stuff from the street and then he samples Pete Rock. He's a gifted producer. I think he might be out of San Francisco at this point, but I've seen him spin a bunch of times and they were just mixtapes. He would just do mixtapes for a while and they turned into real records eventually wow. kind of thing. Wow. I think you'd really enjoy those. I could send you some samples. I, I, yes, I really do. love his work. Um, and then you went into Celeste Immensidad. How did I do? Yeah. Celeste Immensidad. Yeah. Celeste Immensidad. Yeah. You coached me a little bit before. Thank you. For that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, so we're going to go to that next. Let's let everybody in on it. Let's listen to this wonderful track again from 2021. The record, Everything at Once. This is with Tony and Nana Mendoza. Let's take a listen.
Okay, Tony, this is one of my favorites, um, although there were many favorites, and I'm I'm not playing to the crowd. I really, really enjoyed your music. I got to listen to it over and over as I was kind of doing my, my homework. This soundscape, I'll say something kind of off and maybe a little wrong and crazy, but it reminded me of the movie Blade Runner. There were some pings and rings and stuff going on. It had a really slow pace. You can just sink into it. Very keyboardy. I really like this track. Uh, you produced this one in Mexico with Backseat Bump. What can? What else can you say about about this one? Well, it's interesting that you say Blade Runner because that's a futuristic film, right? I mean, I've seen it once. I, it was years ago. Yeah, sort of made maybe twenty plus years ago, twenty five, but uh, a sort of dystopian future. One of the first dystopian sort of movies. Celestial immensity is hard to translate. It means like celestial immensity, right? As they're kind of cognates both of those words. So it's speaking to the epicness of love. I'll just say that. And Nan and I went about trying to translate the lyric, and then we just got. Well, I think we were going to put out an English version, and then it was probably me just being like, you know what? This we wrote this in Spanish. Like this is in Spanish, you know. <laughs> but I, I wanted to read the start of the translation so people have an idea tears turn to gold fragments of freedom building together future kingdoms with no ego we scale the many mountains of the divine reaching the ether bathing in all the colors of the questions answered that's where it started hmm. it would continue that's just the first verse you know it, just, it sounds very heavy and very serious and, and philosophical, which both of us tend to be, but we're also very lighthearted and, and just have the same kind of view on life that it's all, it's all just for life itself. There's, there's no point. It's not going anywhere, but we, we view love as one of these sort of portals to the divine, if, if there is such thing. And, and really felt that the love that we shared together had something extraterrestrial, something, just so celestial, so unexplainable that we, uh, well, we, we try to put that into musical form. It's hard to do, isn't it? But some of those sounds and textures are our oh, attempt to just capture the massiveness of, of what love is and can be. Yeah, 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 yeah. You did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I wrote the word expansive, but you could th throw in massive, uh, celestial, beyond under our understanding a mystery yeah. it is it's it's just so gigantic the soundscape and the pace which was so pensive it, it, it moved with such grace and you had time to develop that soundscape and those ideas i did not read the lyrics they're beautiful it, it reveals a lot about you to me and to us as we listen to your words and the music because some of your other selections are in that realm from other artists in fact that you mm -hmm. selected on your playlist. So mm -hmm. I, we'll, we'll get to that. It's a, a theme with you, I think, Tony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work. All right, well, let's move on then. We're going to go to a track by somebody else. How dare we? How dare we do that to you? Um, <laughs> we're going to go to um, a, a song called Still Dreaming. The album is called Lucid. Much of the work that you've selected for us is recent. So this is 2019. The artist is Ravina. And let's hear it first, and then I want to hear some more of your thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. 
Could have been a past girlfriend. Somebody with great taste in music hit me to to Ravina. Could have been a musician friend. I'm not sure, but she has just a beautiful sound. So I've been following her since maybe 2016. I listen to I think everything she puts out. You know, she ranks pretty high for me in 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 terms of just liking all of what she does. You know, it's hard to find artists like that. Some of the other people on my list kind of tick that box for me as well. It's just a feel good song. It's so beautiful to me. I love the production. I love how intimately it's recorded. I love the simplicity of the lyric. You don't even need to know what she's saying, and you just feel 
the dreaminess, the love. And if you follow her and you read about what she is about, you hear her spirit really speak through the music. She's just all love, all presence, all celebration. And those are things that I try to bring to my music because I, I, I try to live every day with, with those virtues. So I just, I connect a lot with all of Ravina. Uh, and she's been really successful. I have never, Tony, I, I, I'm ashamed to tell you, <laughs> I've never heard of Ravina before. And that's my own failing because I am I know she's extremely popular. She's got yeah. giant numbers on Spotify. And there's a song called Close to You, another one called Temptation. They're, they're huge, big, giant songs. Yeah. I just somehow didn't catch on until you. So thank well, you. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of people that I find out about every week that I go, how did I not know about this person? It's, it's how it goes. A lot of the music that you selected is recorded or produced or just the nature of the song is intimate. Very much of the work that you are doing yourself and the music that you're sharing with us has a quality of um, quiet room, someone recorded very closely. Everyone will hear that as, as you go through this list, but that's a, a current through the work that you've selected, I think. I'm a soft-spoken person, and um, I can be very loud. I can be, I can have very big energy. But in general, I just think the artists that I identify with are, are similar to me. And some of them I know, and some of them I don't. It's usually true, though. I think that the people sound like their music, you know, uh, <laughs> or, or rather, they they are like their music sounds, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what to say. I think. No, no, it makes sense. Uh, it makes great sense. Um, okay, we're going to go to a little bit of a grouping. And uh, Tony shared some beautiful, intimate, truly, it, it, this, this plays right into our conversation, Tony. And I grouped three songs, and then Tony added a fourth. So we're going to go through four songs that all have maybe some characteristics, at least in my opinion, that might be a little bit similar. And that is intimate, lots of space in the song, emotion, really bearing one's soul, just stunning tracks. Uh, and we're going to do four of them in a row. We'll, we'll take pauses in between so we can talk about them. But, but this is a little grouping, uh, the intimate selections uh, on the playlist. Um, the first, though, is Bloom. The album is Aguita. It's Gabriel Lorenzo Garzon Montano. It was from 2020. Let's hear this one, and then we'll talk about it. Bloom, beat into a simple tool Open it without a clue Blush to taste the sweet perfume Bloom, all you ever do Carefully, 
for years so he's a new yorker and he and i have a lot of mutual friends we've never had the pleasure of meeting or making music together but he actually went to purchase made music with a lot of people that i've had the fortune of playing with and i had a friend years ago say you don't know gabriel you gotta check out this music i mean i listened to his first two albums over and over again when i first discovered his music this latest one aguita i think is just his third album and i love every track basically everything i've ever heard by him he's one of those artists for me i just think he's he's a true artist and he doesn't have a fear of making many different flavors of music some of his music's in english some is in spanish some has a backbeat some has no beat you know <laughs> some of it's very intimate some of it's reggaeton he's just a brilliant songwriter and producer and just has such a unique voice i love everything about him i can identify with him on many levels and and he's an inspiration to me to free myself constantly from trying to be one thing. You know, I mean, if you look at my discography and I know you have, you see, I, I've by no means been one thing. And I, I really identify with artists that, that are like that because I often feel the pull to, to kind of, you know, quote, get it together and just stick with something and, and go in one direction, but it's just not me. <laughs> so Gabriel is a great uh, inspiration just a beautiful, beautiful sound, beautiful soul. I admire that about you because you have had great success. You've made a name for yourself playing the trumpet and doing what a lot of very gifted jazz musicians in New York do work together, create great records. And yet here you are, here we are listening to your music and other music that you love that has really, I'm sure there's an influence. I'm sure jazz is a current throughout here somewhere. Uh, and I did hear some blends where you really did bring the two together but you're really exploring a lot of other stuff. And again, I, you, you may have written it in 2020, but it came out in 2021 and it was such a, a wide range of great work. How do you do that? How does that work for you and your career when all this music comes out in one year? You had to focus on one record and then the next and then the next. How did you do that? Well, the first record, When It All Comes Crashing Down, came out January 8th, 2021. And just because of COVID, I, I didn't actually really get the chance to perform all of that music because by the time I did 
my album release, which had been scheduled for summer of 2020, I did it finally in October of 2021 at Birdland. The other record had already come out, so I played more tunes from that one. And then a couple of the boleros and the, the Spanish songs and, and just other music from actually, I guess, four projects in, in total. So it was weird and it was just kind of difficult to navigate having two albums in one year because they're so different, especially. But there's there's a lot of commonality and it's really in the songwriting. I mean, my previous records, you, you'd call them more jazz, right? And there's more trumpet going on. These ones have a lot less trumpet feature, right? There's a lot more vocal feature and they're much more songbooks than they are kind of compositions or jazz records, you feel? So they're similar in that sense, but it was weird. It was hard to get my fan base on board. Not that they liked or disliked either record. Um, I think they've responded well to everything I've put out. They, you know, I think I have more people that are interested in the, the jazz trumpet things than other music so i tend to gravitate towards that but like i said all the artists i've listened to recently and, and grew up listening to like stevie wonder and aretha franklin and, and these kind of folks they, they, they're all trying to get pinned as this or that right and i i just i'm not i'm not gonna just stick with one thing i don't that i don't see that happening in this in this lifetime so you, I love you that. know, you get you get a mix of music. <laughs> I love that. No, there's a lot more to you. I am not a musician. I'm not in the, the 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 group that you are with your wonderful peers. But I will say that this show that you're on right now, Lester the Nightfly, is a sort of a media version of of your career because I will not stick with one format. <laughs> I am yeah. just all over the place. I'll do Heaven Seventeen synth pop from 1981 through four. And then I'll do the Mozart's, the Marriage of Figaro. And then I'll do, there's just too much joy, too much music to confine yourself to one little genre. That's exactly right. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. it, you, uh, these are little moments. So remember, we're in a little bit of a grouping. We're doing four songs in a row. We started with Bloom from uh, Gabriel Lorenzo Garcon Montano, New Yorker beautiful piece very intimate it felt to me like a little moment in time as does this next track from you tony this is jada jada it's all of one minute <laughs> but it's a fabulous minute from lot of enough from 2021 let's give it a quick listen this is uh music from tony glousey jada, jada, i've been thinking i would like to Stupid quarantine will take a walk but not be seen Then cook a little something, watch the sunset on my roof As the weeks go by, I'm dreaming Every night is longer seeming As I lay awake What's it gonna take? I want to say this, Tony, I want to say this is a moment in your life during the pandemic and you, you wrote a song about it, but what, what can you say about this? That's exactly right. I wrote this song. So this came out on the double single 
that we called Live Enough because the first track was Live Enough. Second one was Jada Jada. This one, both of those ended up on Everything at Once. So, like I said about that album, they're just chapters from life. It's the first time I felt like a record just had no, you know, no universal theme other than just life, living, love. But this, you know, this one, of course, was more in that love chapter, but a, a silly type of love because it talks about meeting somebody basically on your phone so this was a girl who had sent me a direct message on instagram something you're cute or who knows how it started and i was responding and i'm not somebody that ever that's not really my scene i don't do the dating apps i don't i don't i'm not dming girls that's not that's not really uh <laughs> this is not my uh style but this this girl caught my attention so i was i was interested and after conversations went nowhere, and by conversations, I mean just a few messages back and forth. I said, because I was trying to get her to hang out. Of course, it's COVID and all that. It's May, I think, of 2020 when this is happening. But I, w I wasn't getting anywhere. So I thought I would be the, the truest me I could, which would be to write her a song. So I just um, sent her this little audio in a, in a DM of me just at the piano singing the Jada Jada I've been thinking of. And I sent this to her and she responds with a video. She says, oh, that's so cute. But she didn't respond to the prompt that the song very clearly, you know, I'm asking her to go out with me. <laughs> there was no addressing that. So it didn't work, but I listened to it a couple of months later. I was just thinking about this interaction because there was nothing ever happened i still have yet to meet jada so if jada's out there listening i'm trying to meet you <laughs> but it never went anywhere i listened to the song later that summer when i was finishing more of the music that would end up on everything at once and i just thought i like this song i, I was like there's something here you know i could kind of step outside of myself and just listen to it third person perspective and just say this is a good song so i thought it would you know turn into something longer at first and then I, I i realized nah this is it this is the tune so i just recorded it layer by layer keys vocals and then the bass and there's very few th things going on in this track but that's the story on that so it's a very sincere petition for a girl to uh, go out with me over dm over instagram didn't work <laughs> but that's all good <laughs> i love it tony glousey strikes out that that's, yeah, that, that's out. Uh, in parens jada jada oh that's funny we're li we're living your life through the, your music with yes. a little moment like that that's amazing <laughs> i love thanks for that that's a great i i i didn't i didn't quite get all that when i heard it but it was clearly a a moment a little moment so we're in the middle of moments and the companion piece tony is next i think mm. i i heard bruno mm. major do this song nothing which mm. apparently is a giant success for Bruno Major. I had never giant heard of him hit. either. Yeah, this awesome hit. British guy from 2020. But wow, it really, it's a companion to what you did. Cause it's, it, this is about a little moment and I'll shut up and let's listen to it. And then we can talk about it. This is Bruno Major. The song is called Nothing from his record to let a good thing die. Tracksuits and red wine, movies for two. We'll take off our phones and we'll turn off our shoes we'll play nintendo though i always lose because you watch the tv while i'm watching you there's not many people i'd honestly say 
I don't mind losing too But there's nothing like doing nothing with you Dumb conversation, we lose track of time Have I told you lately, I'm grateful you're mine We'll watch the notebook for the 17th time I'll say it's stupid, then you'll catch me crying We're not making out on the boat in the rain Or in a house I painted blue But there's nothing like doing nothing with you So shut all the windows and lock all the doors We're not looking for no one, don't need nothing more You'll bite my lip and I'll want you more Until we end up in the heap on the floor be dancing on tabletops, wearing high heels, drinking until the world spins like a wheel, but tonight your apartment has so much of you, who needs stars, we've got a roof, and there's nothing like doing nothing with you. So am I am I crazy? Do you could you put these together, these two tracks, Tony? I could put these together. It's funny when you said it was a record from 2020. I went to go look it up. It is. I think the song must have come out as a single in in 2018 or 19. But I see. Because, because I think that's when I found out about it and. I had heard something else by Bruno Major. He's just one of those great songwriters, and I'm so glad he got the hit with, with nothing, because he has such great tunes. Of course, a songwriter like myself could only dream of getting just one thing to pop off, because then it brings people to to what you're doing, you know. And I love writing songs. I'd love to share these stories with the whole world. It's, it's that song, nothing, just has that universal touch, right? I feel like anybody could hear that song and get in it and it's special I, I don't have much to say other than it just has the cutest lyric ever and his voice is all tender and intimate and of course the chord progression is brilliant there's a cool little music video it's 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 just a, a static kind of image that, that just changes with the chords and the lyrics so it's a lyric video i should call it and you can check that out if you want but uh it it's not your simple, your typical simple pop song. And that's also why I like it. I'm always looking for a, a real song when I'm listening to, you know, when I'm going outside of jazz or classical music, I, I gravitate towards the things that really take me somewhere. The song just takes me places. And it's just cute. <laughs> you know, who wouldn't like this? So I don't know. I, I, I probably had a phase of obsession within it. this, along with Ravina and other things that are recorded in a more intimate fashion probably have have influenced the way I like to record my voice and even the band. 
I've, you know, of course, on both these records, Everything at Once and When It All Comes Crashing Down, most of them are recorded in studios and they have generally bigger sounds. Jada Jada is one of the more intimate songs. I had this fantasy of making a whole record of tunes just really intimately like like nothing like Jada Jada at where it's piano, guitar, bass, you know, maybe brushes on the drum set, some muted trumpet, things like that, but really close mic and I can like whisper, sing like I like to do. So I don't want to promise anything, but but we, we can look out for that on the, you know, on the horizon. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it is such a, intimate's the right word. It's something you can just, you know, calmly on a Saturday afternoon with nothing going on and a, you know, a quiet moment. It's, it's beautiful. Really enjoy. I, I'm really enjoying the um, the vibe that you're bringing. Bruno Major had never heard of him, so I had those three right. So we've just listened to Bloom, Jada Jada, and then Nothing, and then you threw into this little grouping the Sufjan Stevens piece, the cover, right? Or is, is it a remix? It's basically a remix. It's of, a remix. Um, so Moses yeah. Sumney is a great singer songwriter who who has this song called "Make Out in My Car," and I don't know. I mean, he just had the brilliant idea to ask a couple of people all to remix the same song, and they all just put their stamp on it. This Sufjan Stevens version of the song, and you go listen to the original song, you're like, oh, that's an interesting piece of music. It, it truly doesn't grab me that much, but something about this remix, also the James Blake one, so I don't know if you know James Blake, great sure. British. Absolutely, right? yes. Yeah. So he also has a remix of this song on that record. It is amazing. Just... Uh just slaps i mean it's heavy it's incredible love it love it love it honestly the whole the whole ep i mean you listen to the original you listen to the three remixes and you're you're like this is incredible to hear the same song but you don't feel like it's the same so sufian stevens has his vibe all over it with the i mean he starts with the like tape rewind thing and then he has the he has the ostinato going it's a beautiful sound it can help with a like an intimately recorded vocal to, to sound a little bit bigger without having to like sing louder right so it's just pretty just pretty 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 i'm not trying to go to bed with you i just want to make a Burning like the sun 
considered by the Holy One, glorious in the feast of our creation. does it for part one of our conversation with Tony Glaussi. What fun we're having. What an interesting guy. And I cannot wait for you to hear the rest of the conversation. We've got more of his music, more from his playlist next week here on Lester the Nightfly. Have a great week. This has been a PJ DJ production. 